Hello and welcome to the podcast. Matt Ford here and I'm delighted to be joined by Susie McCabe for today's show. We had so much fun. Um, Susie and I have a lot in common. We like football. We like Oasis. We like Britpop. We like the Stone Roses. But we do disagree on one fundamental opinion within that world, which you will will soon discover. I hope it doesn't derail the show. I don't think it does. Um, But there's a lot of fun in here. We talk about um, bad food. And, uh, well, a few other things besides. Oh, Boris Johnson's holiday to Scotland, of course. Susie lives in Glasgow, so we talk about that. And a load of other fun. Enjoy. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Good afternoon, Matt Ford on Absolute Radio. Delighted to be joined by one of my favourite comedians, Susie McCabe. Susie, welcome to the show. Hello, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Um, just as a way of introduction to our audience, I'm sure a lot of them will know who you are, people who go and watch live comedy in the UK, uh, one of our best comedians. Also, ideal for this show, big Celtic fan and a big fan of Oasis. All of that, all of that, mate. All, like, just all of that. We see big fan of Oasis. I have a slight issue with Oasis. But, yeah. <laughs> mate, you know what I'm going to say? And it's its anniversary. It's its anniversary this weekend. I, you let's know just what I'm do, say. Let's just deal with it. Let's deal with it. You just say your piece and then we can all move on. That third album is, is, <laughs> is possibly one of the worst things I've ever listened to in my entire it, life. It ended Britpop, mate. It finished us. <sighs> it finished us. It let in R&B. B- <laughs> <laughs> I don't let in... He did he, mate. <laughs> that's, it upsets that's... me so much because I see a lot of the stuff you put on Twitter. You're like the Stone Roses, you're like Oasis. Yep. I'm like, oh, we've got so much in common. But I think Be Here Now is my favourite Oasis album. What? And I can't believe people hate it. How can you rate that over Definitely Maybe, which is the second best debut album of all time, only second to the Stone Roses? Because I like how big and loud and mad it is. I like the fact that the songs are half an hour long. Ah, do you know Be what? Here Now is probably still going on out there somewhere. <laughs> do you know what really annoys me about Be Here Now? That all the singles from the first two albums had amazing B-sides, great B-sides. Some of the songs, some of the B-sides are actually better than some album tracks. Yes. And then that third album came out. And <laughs> it just ruined life. And it's that, that it like you're at a funeral. Mate, honestly, it genuinely just killed the 90s bus for me, man. I was like, what? 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 No, put down whatever you're doing and just concentrate on what you're good at. And they brought this out. Oh, it's just, I even hate. Do you know what, even, do you know what else, right? So in my, right, I'm in the living room, uh, folks, and I've got loads of um, kind of music memorabilia in, in the living room. And do you know what, even when I see that album cover, I'm like, oh. It's like, it, honestly, it's like seeing an X in the <laughs> An X that What's... has blossomed and bloomed in oh. those years. And, but in and retrospect, you think, uh, actually, no. I should have made in retrospect, you think, what was that? What was going on at that point in my life? That's well, what you think. We've, we've got the next three hours together, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll find something <laughs> to agree on. Um, we both do love Oasis, but we we disagree on Be Here Now, which obviously was a huge part of the nineties. We shall talk about that in due course. Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. Matt Ford and Susie McCabe on Absolute Radio. There are some uh, SPL games kicking off at three o'clock. We'll keep you updated on those uh, as they develop. But um, <laughs> we've just been talking about Be Here Now. And I feel 
I can't, you know, that album sold about 8 million copies. So there must be someone else that likes it. If you do, by the way, text us on 81215. Because when I say it's my favourite Oasis album, pe people are looking at me like I'm defending Slobodan Milosevic. Like, it, people think I'm <laughs> saying something absolutely, I feel like I'm going to get cancelled for supporting <laughs> Be Here now. I mean, you, everyone has an unpopular opinion. You must have some, Susie. Uh, yeah, I've got loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not like and have no interest in Star Wars. Oh, people are going to go mad. <laughs> I know. I mean, I do agree I with you. Why don't you like it? I just think it. I just think it's utter nonsense. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how people can get themselves in such a state about it. Like, like the oh, oh, what order should it be? I know it should be. What? Just sit and, like, do you know what? Put down the Star Wars, go and watch Batman. There's a real film. All of Yeah, them, I like the Batman amazing. films. Yeah, they're great. I, I, I mean, have you ever tried to watch Star Wars? Have you made the effort? Yeah, and it's te it's just awful. It's it's very overrated, in my opinion. I get that maybe, maybe you know, the, the kind of ones that came out in the early 80s and stuff like that were of their time and the special effects, and that's great. But, you know what? It's not Marty Me flying back to the future. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And I tried to watch them again recently. I thought, you know what? Because every time I say oh, I don't like Star Wars, people just go, people don't take well to it. So that I'll make the effort. And I just thought, oh, man. It's just not for me. But um... Also, how can you possibly sit down and watch a collection of films that, that most ardent fans can't decide in which order you should watch those films? <laughs> Yeah, that never, so what is the point with the order? They think they're kind of made in the yeah, wrong... I don't understand. Oh, yeah, because if you take the first one, we're actually one of these other ones is actually a prequel, which is actually a prequel to a prequel. You're like, do you know what? See what you like about Harry Potter, but you can follow that from beginning to end, right? See yes. what you like about yeah. it. But you can start with Philosopher's Stone and end at the Deathly Hallows and it all goes in an order and there's an arc and it flows. What? Star Wars? Nah. No, honestly, if it was if it was banned, if it was banned, I wouldn't be bothered. No, definitely take it away. Well, we've started off by saying I've been here now. We're trying to ban the biggest movie franchise in the history of human existence. Um, yes. We may well be taken off uh, the air by uh, the time we get to five o'clock. Um, but but Texas on eight twelve fifteen. I like be here now. Susie can't stand Star Wars. What is your unpopular opinion? Matt Ford, Weekend Summer Camp on Absolute Radio. Right, we've got a situation on our hands here. And keep these coming in. Text us to 812.15. What is your unpopular opinion? Mine is that Be Here Now is the best Oasis album. We've had a message here from Di Grocott from Stoke-on-Trent. I, I don't dare read it out, so I'm, I'm going to give that honour to, to Susie McKay because what you're about to hear is going to blow your mind. Hi. My unpopular opinion, I don't really rate The Beatles oh, as the best band ever, and I don't get the hype. I'm currently packing up the laptop and the mic, I'm heading to Stoke and Trent to find Digrocott, because that, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. And do you, know, do you know what? This is not something that is new that I've heard. I'll tell you something, Matt. You know, you know when you're just having one of those days with your with your other half, and you're kind of niggling at each other. You know, oh, you're yeah. just kind of sniping each other, and especially because we've all been in lockdown, so that that's been happening. My other half will turn around and say to me, "You know, the Beatles were overrated." 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That is yeah, cold. I know, and we're, we're still together, like, by a thread <laughs> after that statement. But she thinks nothing of throwing that in to a little niggle. The Beatles, overrated. Well, last she night she it? made... She made me watch four hours of Shirley Bassey last night on the BBC. What? And then Shirley Bassey was singing the Beatles, and I said, are the Beatles still overrated when Shirley Bassey sings them? And she went, ah, it's a Shirley Bassey song. What? <laughs> oh, I can't believe there are people out there that don't like the Beatles. I mean, that... What's that? that I'm not sure we this can is, top that. It's why Brexit happened. <laughs> so text us text us on 8 12 15 if you have a more unpopular opinion than you basically think the Beatles are rubbish then you need to text us now the rock and roll football podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson I can't believe I'm going to tell you all this I regret to inform you things have got worse we've had a message here from someone who says the Beatles are overrated crud and and by the way, there's a PS on this. Chinese democracy is Axl Rose's magnum opus. Now, for those of you that don't know, it was an ill-fated Guns N' Roses album. I mean, what... I, Susie McCabe, how do we explain this? I, honestly, I, I, is this what happens when there's no football? Is this what happens? Is <laughs> That's this what, what it is. is. Is this like, if five months of lockdown wasn't bad enough, or if you're in England, six weeks, but five months of lockdown wasn't bad enough, we'll then get people coming out and talking about the Beatles like this. This is this is awful. Just awful. What's wrong with people? I'll oh, tell you what. I, we've, I, I we've, don't know. I mean, Am in I danger of tipping <laughs> Well, let's not push them away. We, we welcome all opinions, yeah, even those that yes, are awful. Um, Paul has been in touch. He says, Bacon. Meh. <gasps> yeah, this is... We're in real trouble here. We have... I tell you what, I, I think I'll need to apply for an Irish passport shortly. This is not because a, This is not a country I can be part of. Because Paul isn't saying I'm vegetarian. He, I, no? I, I, I'm guessing Paul is a meat eater. I know I mean, vegetarians who really miss bacon and have got... went out their way to find really good bacon substitutes. I mean, there really is no substitute for bacon, is there? No, no. There's nothing not you can bring I... off the bench. If a meal was a football match and it was announced at Parkhead and coming off, uh, number nine, bacon, being replaced by number 23, tofu chunks. Just, well, no. booze I would, would ring out, out surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd walk out. You'd be a mass protest. You'd walk out the ground. You can't be living under those conditions. <laughs> oh, bacon. Man, had... Who, I have never heard anyone tell me they don't like bacon. Here's a, Here's bacon. a question. Just... Go on. Are you smoked or unsmoked bacon? Oh, well, I, you know what? I, I, I mean, I think smoked is better, but I, I quite rarely have it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, is that the wrong answer? Oh, Ali, I see. Yeah, I would always go smoked. Always go smoked. And would you put? Yeah. So, right, here's a big question because this is a this is a question. Are you tomato sauce or brown sauce? Brown Ketchup. sauce. 
yes, that's fine. Yes. We can we can still be friends. That's oh fine. I mean, I feel like we've. I feel like just this first hour has just been as first half stressful. hour, basically just disagreeing with each other. So <laughs> we're gonna. Have to, but we agree on the Beatles. We agree on smoked bacon. We agree with brown sauce on smoked bacon. So yeah, um, yeah, we're doing okay. We've had a message here from Gary on the issue that you raised, Susie, of Star Wars. He says, afternoon. If you find it hard to understand in what order to watch Star Wars, there is a very easy hack. Start with episode one, then two, then three, and so on, all the way to episode nine. Hope this helps, uh, Gary. <laughs> I mean, he's right, it, isn't he? Well, no, because it doesn't run in that order. Because I've got mates that love Star Wars, and they go, oh, uh, no, you need to watch, I don't know, what Revenge of the Sith before, so, and I'm like, Rise of the Ewoks. The yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall of the dog-faced man, whatever, the <laughs> thing, whatever that thing is. <laughs> Someone from a circus with a laser gun. <laughs> who, who, like, and then those, like, mother friends will argue with them, no, you need to watch it in not the order that came out, you need to do it in this order to get the overall arc. And I'm like, really? Really? That's, but no, no. Yeah, I'm you don't have this problem with a diehard. Catalog. No, there's now there is a series of films. That's what you're Keep talking about. Now. 8, 12, 15. Let us know your unpopular opinion. And uh, to be honest, we've set ourselves on such a diabolical cause. In a way, the worse the better, but obviously within certain politically correct parameters. This is Matt Ford's weekend summer camp on Absolute Radio. Now, there's a lot of bad news around at the moment, but there was an amazing good news story around this week about a, a boy who'd got a piece of Lego trapped up his nose two years ago. They couldn't find it. He was convinced it had stayed up his nose. And then two years later, this week, this piece of Lego falls out of his nose. Still only a young kid. It's an incredible story. The GP apparently told the family it would quickly find its way out naturally, but it didn't. Um, it doesn't sound like the most rigorous GP. Say, no, that's a thing with Lego, and it? it tends to find its way out of the body naturally. It's nothing to worry about. I mean, this scared me, the thought that I could have Lego in my nose for two years and it not come out. I mean, did it freak you out, Susie? Well, no, not really, because, do you know what I thought? I thought, my parents wouldn't even have taken me to a GP if I had a bit of Lego up my nose back in the day. They would have went, ah, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Because, <laughs> do you know what I mean, really? I remember being a kid, right, and I could go in, maybe like eight or nine, and say to my dad, could I, eh? Uh, I borrow a screwdriver and my dad's instant reaction to that would be star or slot right like at no point would he say what are you using it for and maybe 10-15 minutes later I would go in and go could I um, could I have a hammer he'd be like sure <laughs> give me two minutes and I'll get it for you and then I'd go back in a third time and eventually I would go, could I have a saw? And he'd go, you know what, just take the garage keys, help yourself, right? Because that, that, and at no point did my dad go, what, what are you doing? Well, he'd maybe come out about a couple of hours later and he'd go, ah, well, what's, what's been happening? I've built a den. Oh, I built a den. I, I just used all your tools. Oh, that's fine. That's great. You're done. I was like, no questions asked, right? Whereas, oh, you, like, it's just a different world now, isn't it? Like, my, my brother is uh, eight years older than me, right? So he's 48 and he's 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 uh, got a daughter who has just turned three and we, I was buying her toys and stuff for her birthday there and we were talking about when Mark was uh, was her age, he got a, a tool set 
like you know like kids have got the little plastic tool sets no, yeah. no his was like an actual tool set like it, what? it, it was a kid's yeah it was a i don't know if it was maybe just a glasgow thing right just tooling up your children but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but it was a little wooden box he totally described it he said it was a little wooden box and he got it as part of his christmas from santa and you opened up and there was real screwdrivers for little people's hands real uh, a real hacksaw a real oh hacksaw yeah I know. It's like, it's mind-blowing. Not like a little plastic hammer. No, no, a proper little pin hammer that you would use for putting in, like, panel pins. You know, like... the 15th? A a chainsaw? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, He got a case of lager. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Glasgow in the 80s, so it was a case of lager, uh, you know, that that kind of stuff, you know, a kebab, uh, because that was seen as exotic. (laughs) That is an incredible thing at that age to be getting. Um, yeah, but 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 the, it wasn't it wasn't unusual. Also, I don't know if this was a thing, but did you ever make like a go kart? We used to call them bogies, where you would literally just take you would find a pram and take like the wheels off a pram and get some wood that was lying about and just and put a rope. You'd put a bar between the two wheels and put a rope, and that would control your like a go kart. Wow! And, no, yeah, that sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah. This is why Scotland was at the forefront of forefront of engineering in the world for so long, because <laughs> we trained our children in slave labour from a very wow. early age. But yeah, 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 yeah. You stay like put like uh, pram wheels and stuff on and and do that, and you would literally just sit in a bit of wood, and your mate would push you down a hill on the road. Not like in a park or in a kiddies' play area on the actual road where there is traffic and cars. <laughs> and I mean, you it just... sounds... Well, it goes one way or the other, doesn't it? That either you raise a generation of innovators or, or they, all, they all die on the roads underneath. <laughs> oh, my word. I can't believe it. Well, so um, honestly, let us know. Text us on Michael... 81215. Um, what's the weirdest place you found something you've lost? I mean... Um, well, I've got a story my mum told me when she was a nurse in A&E, which, uh, I'll, well, I'll hold it over, but it, brace yourself. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Matt Ford and Susie McCabe on Absolute Radio. Good afternoon. We are discussing... Um, well, we've sort of gone down a bit of a, a, a weird route here. We were chatting about the lad who got Lego stuck up his nose and what's the weirdest thing you've found in the weirdest place. But we've been deluged, Susie, after you told us about making these makeshift cars with stories of other people doing this. Ed in Sunderland says, In my youth, myself and friends made more bogeys than the Nissan car plant. We even put a lawnmower engine in one. (laughs) Would that work? Ed, you are my my type of person, Ed. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, if you've made it right, yeah, yeah, you can definitely do that. Ed, if you're in the car with my don't do that. Uh, uh, this was uh, in a time before Xboxes and PlayStation, so there's no need for you to do this. But yeah, that's amazing—a bogey with a lawnmower engine. What a legend! But you know what? That skill's going to come in handy, Ed, because that's the way we'll be making cars in the future. So you know, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's after what the apocalypse. These are after... these are skills you're going to need. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's literally going to go back to like British Leyland car manufacturing. So that's oh, that's man. how they made cars, <laughs> square steering I mean, wheels. You, I used to fantasise about this stuff as a kid. You go, we'll make our own car out of bits of wood or whatever. But I 
where I was putting a taking an engine out of a lawnmower and putting it into I don't know. It, yeah. it sounds. Who finds a, a lawnmower engine? Mad Max up in Sunderland. Um, there is a there's an absolute great one. It's came in. It says we bought our young son a wooden toolkit too, uh, but he was more of a pyrotechnic than a carpenter. Brilliant. Just I love just to sound off with loving the show. Enjoy the rest of your day, Nick. You just told us that your child is basically an arsonist. That, uh, it's a heck of a cliffhanger. You've My got child's got fifteen Roman candles in the back garden. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, a Catherine wheel stuck to a cat somewhere. Well, you know what? Funny you say that. Carmen has been in touch. This is incredible, and this is why the toolkit you described that your brother got is potentially socially problematic. Said I got my son Dean one of them real toy kits, uh, toy sets um, that were tools for kids. The first thing he tried to do was saw the cat in half. <laughs> my God! Right? If, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure we should be encouraging this sort of thing, but if you did improvise with um, engineering or indeed <laughs> veterinary surgery as a child, text us on eight twelve fifteen. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Three games kicking off at three o'clock today in the Scottish Premiership. And there's been a goal in the game between St Mirren and Ross County. Here to update us is our specialist Scottish football correspondent, Susie McCabe. <laughs> it's a St Mirren 1, Ross County now. Jonathan Obika, I think it is, it's who scored for St Mirren. Right-footed shot, sent the box to the bottom right corner. So St Mirren are actually sitting third in the SPL, so they've uh, out of their three games that they've already played, they have won two and lost one. Ross County have had a bit of a sticky start this season, and they're, a, they're quite a difficult. It's a difficult ground to go to, um, Ross County, and it's just that wee freezing, really northern uh, ground. Uh, Isn't that wins. every ground in Scotland? Ah, listen to you. You're so London. <laughs> well, from my perspective, it ah, is. Ah, you're so London. I mean, you're it's hot It's all up north and cold. <laughs> oh, God. You think <laughs> you think past Oxford is north, mate? You come to Edinburgh with your winters on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you, like, walking through those gardens. Like, that is Matt Ford just looking about like Scott of the Antarctic because he's not in London in August. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, Scottish people are sitting in shorts and t-shirts. Shirt in yeah, the rain because <laughs> we get to drink outside for a month. <laughs> so oh, uh, yes, every other game's at nothing each. Though it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season in Scottish football. That's for sure. But it's going to be interesting. So we'll and see. you're a Celtic fan whose whose season has got off to a slow start, the same as Aberdeen, because some players couldn't behave themselves. Well, for in our case, it was one player. It was a Bolly Balling Golly who went on as a sub in the Celtic Kilmarnock nothing each game, which was a bit of a drama. We we were away at Kilmarnock, difficult team to beat, plastic pitch, blah blah blah. But we should still have been good enough to beat them. Uh, brought Bolly Balling Golly on, and then found out two days later that he had in fact went to Spain for oh. eighteen hours on his day off when Spain was in the quarantine list, which then prompted the Scottish First Minister, clinical director, um, to basically say, don't be expecting to see Celtic play anytime soon. So we missed our game against uh, St Mirren, which was a midweek game, and then we missed our game against Aberdeen, which would have been a great game last Saturday. So those two games need to now be fit into the, the football calendar, which is another problem because 
we're right now we're trying to qualify for Europe, so it's um, Tuesday or Wednesday slash Saturday, Sunday. But what's uh, so incredible? Who school? goes to Spain for the afternoon? Exactly. What like, was he thinking? Just also, go to Edinburgh on, for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Blackpool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? It's pretty embarrassing when the first minister of your country has to has to deal with that. You know, um, the situation <laughs> beforehand. I mean, like. Can we just take a minute and just imagine Boris like going, go to Spain, don't go to Spain. Do well, no, I, like... I don't think, let me, <laughs> I, no, 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 come on, I, I don't think people uh, should be going to uh, Spain uh, unless, of course, they absolutely need to. And, and if they need to go, uh, then perhaps they should. Uh, but no, no, no I, I take the point that the Honourable uh, Member for Glasgow Central makes uh, that, indeed, in this case, uh, he, he was completely in the wrong. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Boris Johnson's been on holiday in Scotland this week and got himself into some trouble because he's pitched up in this guy's garden. <laughs> and it turns out he shouldn't have been allowed to camp in that field. Had a fire without asking the guy first. And has now been basically turfed off and had to have his holiday cancelled. Um, oh, this is just incredible, Susie. It's the most peak 2020 thing <laughs> I think I've heard. Can I just ask, right, because I, I don't know if anyone has brought this up. What is he doing going on a holiday? Like, I know we say everyone's entitled to a holiday, but we are still in the grips of a pandemic. We're about to hit a possible second peak at the winter time and the kids' exam results all over the country, regardless of what government that you're living under or not living under, has been a shambles. And the Prime Minister is going to go and pitch a tent and start a fire. Brilliant. Brilliant. Just, it's the fact... I mean, I mean, not that I ever defend him. It, you know, he's not had the best year. You know, he probably does need some rest and recuperation, but... What, how has the Prime Minister been able to get into a situation where hold, he's going into he's going hold into on. fields that he shouldn't be in? Hold on. And he's starting to roll it back. Starting, well, he caught COVID, roll, to be fair to him. Roll you know, it he, back. You know, he, Mate, he, he has he worked a, a half a day a week. He's worked like <laughs> half a day a week <laughs> well, let's not get since into the Christmas. But how has he managed to get into a field that he shouldn't be in and start a fire? Like, what's he going to get told off for next? Scrumping. <laughs> I bet like he's building a bogey. Stuff. I bet he's building a bogey. I am telling you. You know what? He'll be, he'll be on it. He'll have one of those toolkits. I tell you what, he. And did you see the tent? It looked like the world's worst tent. It looked like a tent that you would see in like an Enid Blyton film. You know, it, yeah, it was like old school canvas. Yeah, stuff. like proper. Like, oh, this is a tent I had when I was a scout. So, you know, my wife will love staying in this. My, you know, just on his, his girlfriend. Oh, what, Boris? Also, you are the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, mate. There might be a security risk of you just pitching up a tent. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was. Like, That's why he had to leave. So he had to leave the tent and then his security had to move it. Um, with him, there were <sighs> pictures of him like chatting to locals. You think he will always make a fool of himself wherever he... You can imagine him trying like build bridges going oh hello uh, what is it you chaps say um, okai okai the new and help me booby yes uh, that's what we uh, that's what you uh, that's what you chappies uh, say uh, you know you know I, I love i love 
We don't. We don't really. actually know where it was either, do we? Do we? Ha- do we have like what area of Scotland it was in? Because that's going to make like all the difference. I think you know, that's going to security is probably pissing people down it, now. It, it's, it's not been released because do you know what else as well? He's obviously went. I'll go to Scotland. A holiday in Scotland. The people will be delighted that I'm there supporting the Scottish tourism industry because um, the Scottish Conservatives have got a new leader who is also a linesman. Yes. Yes, he runs the line. Yeah, that's so cool. He runs cool. the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's football not. matches, it's incredible. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, yeah, I think that is quite cool to have like oh, a politician like... who's a who's a ref. <sighs> no, Honestly, not even a ref. Actually, of... a referee's assistant is the name. How much do you want people to just hate you? One, you're a politician. <laughs> In your main job. Oh, what do you do in your spare time? Oh, my linesman. Oh, what level are you at? Oh, yeah, I do a SPL in Champions League. Oh, so you are a linesman and a politician. Oh, and, and in Scotland, the, the, the leader of the least popular party. So how many, like, how much were you bullied at school that that is the life that you have chosen for yourself? <laughs> and also your kids. What about your kids going to school knowing that that's not that. Oh, that's oh, bad. Go well, and build I now feel kids. sorry for him, which is uh, people never feel comfortable uh, feeling sorry for their politicians. But Boris, if you're listening, text us on eight twelve fifteen <laughs> and tell us what field you're in. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Earlier in the show, we asked you for your unpopular opinions, and so do keep them coming in to eight twelve fifteen. People saying they didn't like the Beatles. People saying they didn't like bacon. The food, not Richard, or indeed Kevin. Um, but we've now had a message that I think takes it to a whole other level, Susie. I think it's the worst thing I've ever heard. Someone has texted in and said, I am a zoologist who isn't a fan of David Attenborough. What? what? The grandfather of the nation. But I don't understand, like, not liking David Attenborough is bad enough, but being a zoologist who doesn't like him... Yeah, how is that? Yeah. I don't understand how that's possible. I, 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 do you know what? It's like having your Christmas dinner with no roast potatoes. It's just, it's terrible. It's just it's like something you wouldn't say. Neil Armstrong is a loser. Oh, it's a bit overrated. <laughs> do you know what? That's, that's incredible. Um, oh, by all means, if you think you can beat that, uh, do text us on eight twelve fifteen. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We're living in a time of big news, but the biggest news has to be that turkey twizzlers are coming back. Now, I've never had one, so I don't know whether they're good or not. They obviously became a symbol of societal decay under the tyranny of Jamie Oliver. And I kind of want to have one just to wind him up, which I know is a very bad motivation. I'm also just uh, curious as to what they actually taste like, um, but they're coming back. So is it mad to just order them just to try them. Maybe that's what the whole marketing campaign's about. But it's apparently the worst food ever invented. Um, but sometimes, and, and I, obviously, all in moderation, right? But sometimes bad food makes you feel good. And this week, for the first time easily this year, I had a battered sausage. I had chips, battered sausage, and mushy peas. And it, usually, after a meal like that, I, you can be consumed by self-loathing. <laughs> I felt so good. I genuinely felt in a peace. I felt like this is what the Dalai Lama must feel like all the time. I felt genuine, a sort of 
at wellness with the world. I also had the best night's sleep I've had in years. I was just out cold. And I hadn't drank a drop or anything. All I'd had was battered sausage, chips, mushy peas, and I did have some chicken nuggets on the side. Um, I mean, it does explain, obviously, why I was just put to sleep. Basically, a bag of salt, a bag of warm salt. But it was great. And obviously, you shouldn't have it every day, and I don't have it every day. But on occasion... And by the way, if you've had a turkey Twizzler, do let us know what they're like, 8, 12, 15. But what is the bad food that makes you feel good? For me, it's a battered sausage. Text us on 8, 12, 15. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Well, as you would imagine, I was going to say the switchboard has lit up, which made me sound like a very old-fashioned talk radio host. But we're asking and we're talking about um, bad foods that make you feel good in honour of the um, Turkey Twizzler coming back, which I've never tried. So if you have had one, text me on 8, 12, 15 and let me know what they're like. But I'm talking about not bad food that when you have it, you have that pit of self-loathing you think oh, i shouldn't have done that i'm such a fat mess i mean when you have it and you go actually that is perfect i feel no badness at all i feel i feel like i understand the matrix andrew brixton has said a fray bentos steak and kidney pie the ones that come in the tin i went i mean like a lot of young men do i experimented with fray bentos and it was a gateway experience for me it led me on to pucker pies which are far stronger um, product uh, and then just onto just whacking great homemade pies. I'd do my own cook, you know. Um, but a steak and kidney, Andrew. The problem over that is steak and ale for me is that it really is king pie. I've gone full partridge. King, what are the best pies? Is it steak and kidney or 3.145 recurring? Um, I would go steak and ale. The kidney, and I, obviously it's part of what the kidney does, but I find. Smells a bit. I always think there's a bit of a funny smell to a steak and kidney pie. Not to slag off your choice. Um, we've had so many. My pick of the ones that we've had, actually. Um, someone's got in touch and said, Ian Hobbs, battered haggis. Now, a lot of people turn their nose about haggis wrongly. It is it is God's own food. The texture of it, the flavour, I think it's the best food on earth. Battered haggis takes that glory and elevates it even higher. It is ambrosia and i don't mean the rice pudding it is absolutely delicious so let me know if it's turkey twizzlers a battered sausage whatever it is the bad food that doesn't leave you with that awful feeling the bad food that actually makes you feel good text me on 8 12 15 this is matt ford's weekend summer camp on absolute radio Goals and drama galore in Scotland. It's now St Mirren 1, Ross County 1. Shaughnessy was sent off in the 62nd minute for St Mirren and then Sharon scored an own goal. Uh, highly dramatic. Rangers 2-0 up against Kilmarnock. Uh, Kamal Roof and Ryan Kent. Kent, of course, who was almost tempted to Leeds. Kamal Roof, who played for Leeds, and you may remember, scored against Forest with a handball. I wish him all the best for the future. Now, we're talking about bad food that makes you feel good, not bad food that when you're eating it, it's about afterwards, the afterglow, because it's quite a rare thing. For me, it's a battered sausage, <laughs> but a jumbo one. You know what? I actually think the size of battered sausages aren't big enough, because even when you tick large, they're never massive, are they? Someone needs to start making massive battered sausages, um, perhaps in this um, economic situation we're in. That would help kickstart the UK economy. Tony has got a suggestion, and I need to warn you before this, some of you will not like this suggestion. So there's your uh, warning. He says, chicken balls and curry sauce from the Chinese. 
I'm salivating like Homer Simpson at the very thought. Tony, I like chicken balls. I like curry sauce. In fact, why would I be against that? You know what? I just performed a live U-turn. The more I thought about that, which wasn't that long, and you heard it, that's a great idea. You know what? I was all ready to say, Tony this and Tony that. Chicken balls and curry sauce is the, the food of a madman. Now, I actually think that's... I think, you know what, Tony? You're an innovator, mate. And if if anyone out there has not just bad food that makes you feel good, and I mean in the immediate aftermath, that the period where, you know, sometimes the worst thing after a meal is the meal you've just eaten, if you know what I mean. You know when it's still on your plate and you're like, oh, get it out of here. I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. The thought of it. This thing was the most attractive thing in the world three minutes ago. You wolf it down and you're like, no, get it out of my sight. This sort of food isn't like that. I think chicken balls and curry sauce. You know what? If that was... It's just we haven't seen it on the menu, have we? That's all it is. Like, if it was actually out there, we'd all be eating it. I think in years to come, Tony is going to be a man that may well be in the House of Lords. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. More drama in Scotland. Hamilton Ackies have got a goal away at Motherwell in that Lanarkshire derby. A Dauphin in the 86th minute. There's still three or four minutes left there, so let's see what happens. So that's Motherwell nil. Hamilton Ackies one. Rangers two. Kilmarnock nil. St Mirren and Ross County one all. Now the messages on this food stuff. <laughs> to be fair, now listen to this. Matt in Kettering has got in touch. He says, I deliver for a local Chinese and so many people order chicken balls but swap the sweet and sour sauce for curry sauce. It's a very common request and no extra charge. He says it's the walk-in in Kettering, in case you're wondering. Uh, he also adds they have the best delivery drivers around. <laughs> so if you're in the Kettering area, Kettering, Daventry, um, Corby, get to the walk-in. Because, uh, but obviously what's going on? We've, what we've discovered here obviously is like a, a, an underworld really. This movement of people swapping sweet and sour sauce for curry sauce, but no one's mentioned it before. And I wish, I mean, this is the thing. You can't regret that you haven't tried it yet. You just be grateful that you now have the information and can use it for the rest of your life. But I, I mean, I don't want to get too overexcited, but is it mad to say that at about five past five, I might order that and eat it? The problem I have is I order like the main meal. So like chicken chow mein, but then I'll order the balls on the side. And inevitably, I always get too full, and then the balls are in the fridge, and I just kind of snack on them throughout the evening and perhaps in the morning for breakfast. And then you just have that sort of heavy, oily feel all day. But obviously, this has been about bad foods that make you feel good, so I hope in some way it's helped. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, as always, to be here with you in the afternoon. I hope you enjoy uh, some pleasant weather in the week, and I'll see you next Saturday. <laughs> There you go. Thank you for downloading this podcast, by the way. Um, and thank you to those of you that have left iTunes reviews. If you listen on iTunes, just take a second to do it, please. It's your good deed for the day, and then you'll feel good about yourself. You'll feel as good about yourself as if you just had a battered sausage, a turkey twizzler, and some KFC. That wholesome glow that leaves you with energy, that makes you feel alive, awake, and alert. Um, so there you go. That can be your good deed. Leave us an iTunes review. And we'll be back live on Saturday at 2 o'clock.